Good morning. It's Friday, April the 17th. We're reading through the Bible. Our Old Testament reading today is found in 1 Samuel 22 through 24. And we start with this statement about David's motley crew, his band of malcontents. They're described in our text as being in distress, in debt, and bitter of soul. 400 guys rally around David. Now remember, he's on the run. Saul is chasing him. He has been anointed the king, but he's not yet inaugurated as the king. So uh, I, I always like to make the parallel between how these guys are like so many of us in the Church of Christ and that we're rallied around the right person, but he's not at the center of the power structure. He's not the king. He's not reigning in Jerusalem. Uh, he is much like David in this situation, and we are much like those malcontents. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, it says that there's not many that are noble, not many of, of noble birth and wise and intelligent and all these uh, uh, accolades of the world that the world looks up to the church and every Christian is a you know a superstar. As a matter of fact, it's just the opposite. As Paul says, it's like uh, even the best among Christians, if they're faithful to the word, they're like the the dregs of the world in the minds of those people in power in our world. And so the parallels there are are, are many in terms of how you should see yourself in the beginning of that text. Uh, but consider their exaltation. I always think about where this is going to go for them. You're one of those 400 when David does ascend the throne in Jerusalem, and they are going to be honored for sure. Saul's cruelty is expressed there. He kills those 85 priests, uh, has them killed in that passage, and it shows more of his character, just jealousy and envy. And yet David there in the last chapter, chapter 24, spares Saul's life as he's in the cave He's being chased, and yet Saul's in a vulnerable position, and David could have killed him and doesn't. Uh, just a lot of drama in our reading in the Old Testament today. In our New Testament, we're in a new chapter, chapter 16, reading the first half of that in Luke 16, verses 1 through 18. This is always a passage that seems to confuse a lot of people because we see Jesus praising uh, a steward that is uh, really not doing the right thing. He's lying to people about what they owe his master, and he's called shrewd by Christ. And basically, Jesus holds this shrewd servant up as an example as to how he cares to strategically think about the future and how he's going to deal with the money to help people uh, take him in graciously when he loses his job. And it's odd that Jesus would hold him up as an example, but basically he's contrasting the fact that we don't think very strategically. He says that the, the people of this world and their dealings is unscrupulous uh, as it may be sometimes. It is uh, not half, uh, I mean, it's, it's more uh, strategic and thoughtful than we are in our dealings about things that have eternal impact, not just impact for our future a few years from now. In other words, we need to, as he says in that passage, the punchline is to make friends by means of, of money, which is what the shrewd servant did. We need to be thinking about the fact that you should be using your material resources or whatever God might give you uh, to use those things, to leverage those things, to build bridges uh, for the gospel, for the kingdom, and be able to see us be as thoughtful, strategic, and forward thinking as this shrewd servant was. Uh, Pharisees, uh, one of the lines I always think about when I think about how things are upside down in the world uh, are described by Jesus, the values in verse 15 there, and, and saying what is exalted among men is an abomination in the sight of God. Sometimes the just the, the power of Jesus's lines are just mind-boggling. Here is something to remind us that some things that we exalt in, this, in the culture 
in our world, our fallen world, they are just to God. They're an abomination. That's a strong statement. Let that one sink in when you think about the things that the world often applauds in light of what God thinks. And um, that's a frightening passage. Anyway, our one another for today is a familiar one. There's several of these in the New Testament, but I want to point out one particular aspect of this one another command. The one another command is to love one another. And it says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 11, it says it's a message that you've heard from the beginning that you should love one another. And I just want to draw your attention to this one another because when it says it's from the beginning or it's an old commandment, it's an old commandment because the Old Testament said we ought to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And the contrast made in the book of 1 John is Jesus upped that command by saying in uh in uh, John chapter 14, verse 34, that we ought to love one another not just as we love ourselves. We ought to love one another as Christ loved us. Great Greek word there, kathos. In the same way, just to the same extent that Christ loved, we ought to love also. And so that takes it from a place of saying, well, I want to love someone the way I would love me to I want to love someone in the body of Christ the way Christ loved them, which was at great cost to himself. He loved them more his disciples, his people, us more than he loved himself. And uh, there's the real challenge of the book of 1 John. And so I just like the, the, the contrast that's throughout the book of 1 John to remind us that the old command was one thing, but when Jesus comes along, he says, I'm going to give you a new commandment. It's not a new commandment to love someone. It's a new commandment to love just as Christ loved us. So think about how you can take your love to the next level and not just love someone as you would uh, love yourself, not just to do unto others as you would have people do to you, but start to think about how you can get to the place of a real sacrificial love that goes beyond the bounds of how we care for ourselves to think about how we can care for others the way that Christ cares for us. And that's an extreme way to think and a very challenging way to think today as we consider that one another that was all the way back to the beginning of the Old Testament. So get into the Word of God, read it today, and practice the one another. We'll be back tomorrow with more on our daily Bible reading.